All right, 17 minutes away from eight. Nice to have your company. 13, 12, 69, the open line number. Fridays on the program, we catch up with One Nation's Mark Latham. Good morning to you, Mark. G'day, Marcus. Uh, I've got to say, it's a great morning to be a Marcus, isn't it, after the heroics of Marcus Stoinis? Absolutely. And Matthew Wade last night. I woke up in the middle of the night, checked the score, and came yeah. out and watched the ending, the, uh, the, uh, the last couple of overs. Yep. And uh, that'll lift the national spirits to see the cricket team in the World Cup final. Boy, it was amazing. No, absolutely. Uh, and I guess the, the cherry on top is that we, we get to maybe uh, have bragging rights over our neighbours from across the ditch. Well done to the Kiwis and also Australia. T20 World Cup finalists. It'll be a beauty over there in Dubai in the next couple of days. That's it. Set the alarm. Well said. All right, uh, let's have a look here. Uh, before I get on to any of the other issues. Today, the euthanasia debate will start. Uh, You'll be able to vote with your conscience, which is important for Liberal MPs who perhaps don't want to go the same way as the Premier. I find it interesting, though, that he's about to speak first on the issue. Well, he's got the right to, I suppose. He can call rank inside the government and say that uh, Premier Perrottet goes first on the government side. This is the debate... It's starting today in the Legislative Assembly. It won't come to the Upper House for a final vote uh, until next year, and there's also a committee process underway. So today is kind of stage one, and the first speaker is Dominic Perrottet, who's opposed to the euthanasia bill that's been put forward. Um, I've had a look at it myself, and, boy, it's 81 pages. uh, A a dense thicket Mm. of legalese and bureaucratic processes. My main concern about the bill is that no MP could give you a five-minute speech explaining what's in it, and no-one in New South Wales could understand the processes to go through this voluntary assisted dying. So I don't think it's very well drafted. I understand it's been put together by a committee, and it looks like that, because everyone on the committee's um, tossed something extra in, and and, and for what should um, be, and I understand in other states, is a fairly straightforward piece of legislation. 81 pages makes it... Very, very complex indeed. Yeah. All right. Uh, Also, the Upper House voting for stamp duty reform to improve housing affordability um, in New South Wales. I mean, that's a really important debate as well. Yeah, one of the reasons the government stalled on that, they said, oh, we haven't got the numbers in the Upper House. So I thought I'd test that and say, let's give home buyers a choice. If you want to go into the existing regime where in Sydney, you know, it's a remarkable figure, the median stamp duty amount is 56000 so you're a real barrier yeah. to people uh, moving homes or getting into home ownership. 56000 up front, you can do that, or you can go into a second choice, a second stream, where you'd pay about $2,500 a year over a much longer period of time, and a lot of people would take that option. So I don't see any harm. It can only be good to uh, give people the choice, and if it suits them to go into the long-term a stream where you pay 2500 a year to spread your costs out, and that allows you to get into home ownership. I think it's a very significant reform. It would help people move around as well. A lot of people want to move closer to their place of work or their kids' school. We hear about uh, ageing society and downsizing. A lot of people stay in a bigger home now because the stamp duty is just too prohibitive. So it's a green light from the upper house for the government to get going with this reform, and, and I hope they do. They've been talking about it, but doing nothing. All right, uh, the debate on new sexual consent laws. I I read some information during the week. You you talk about being complex and legalese and all this sort of stuff in the euthanasia bill. This is the stuff of nightmares as well, I think. 
Yeah, there's an element of bedroom police about it, which, of course, is, is frightening. Yeah. And Mark Speakman, the Attorney-General, has, has got a bill uh, that's being debated in the Upper House today that basically says that if there's uh, sex between two people where nothing was said and nothing was indicated, which is the situation with a lot of long-term, loving, familiar relationships, uh, there's an embrace and then everything just happens mm. without a thumbs up or um, you know someone saying, yes, let's do it. Uh, that's the nature of these long-term relationships. So my main problem with the bill is it, t- it treats those relationships exactly the same as two people meeting for the first time tonight, which is a world apart in terms mm. of what consent means, in terms of how consent is practiced. Now, of course, consent is important. Consent is, is vital. Yeah. Uh, we don't want sexual assault. We don't want rape in our society. They're absolutely yep. abhorrent. But I think there needs to be a bit more flexibility in the bill so you don't get a situation where... A loving long-term couple who then go bad on each other use these consent laws to, uh, say, settle a custody dispute. Yeah. So there's a real danger here that uh, consent will be weaponised and for a lot of people, normality is going to be criminalised. Yep, it's a concern. We'll keep an eye on that. Um, now, thousands of New South Wales government workers are facing the sack over being unvaccinated. I I speak to your colleagues, uh, in particular Malcolm Roberts, about the vaccination issue, but uh, there are worries, uh, whether it's nurse shortages or teacher shortages because of these rules. Absolutely. We're going to lose uh, what looks like 2,500 teachers, um, a couple of thousand health workers, hundreds of uh, police officers, I understand, and, and I just think this is unnecessary. A lot of people um, have some valid reasons uh, for why they're not getting vaccinated and the alternative, is, of course, is to do the rapid antigen testing to say to them, well, if you, if you do these tests, which are becoming available at Coles and Woolworths, we do them in New South Wales Parliament every day. It's a 10-minute test, the cotton bud up a nostril, and yeah. they tell you within 10, 15 minutes if you're COVID negative or positive. Well, if you're COVID negative, mm. you can go to work that day. So if the objective is a COVID-free workplace, Australia massively is underutilising the rapid antigen tests. Uh, they're commonplace in the UK and other parts of the world, and, and, and we should be doing that instead of sacking people and then bringing the workers in from overseas. Mark, I think I've worked out why thousands of dollars are being spent training our public servants in being woke with lessons in unconscious bias, employer guides on intersex inclusion and quizzes about whether staff are hot or cold toward white people. I think I found out where this money's coming from um, because the government is spent close to 60 grand on this SBS cultural inclusion. I mean, that's why they want to throw a toll on the Harbour Bridge heading north, mate, so they can pay for all this rubbish. Yeah, absolutely. It comes out (laughs) of our pockets one way or another. And the other thing about these public servants, maybe if they did their day job, say in transport, here's a novel idea, how about you do a very close, strong examination of of the trams and trains that we buy to make sure they haven't got big cracks in them, they're not going to fall apart. Yeah. And the inner west um, light rail will actually be operational for people. How about the transport uh, staff did that instead of being made by the New South Wales government to do woke so-called inclusion courses, which is really shorthand for how to hate Australia. So, you know, this is a big problem in the New South Wales public service. People aren't doing their day job. The management is pushing the workers out into these rubbish, very expensive courses. Yep. 
All right, good to chat, Mark. We will catch up again next week. I appreciate your time. Stay yeah, dry. I'll be in the studio to see you next week. Are you right? That's right. The uh, restrictions are lifted. I look forward to it. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, we'll catch up there, mate. Thank you very much. Stay Have dry a great today. Weekend. Cheers. You too. All the best. One Nation's Mark Lathan.